Some things are just too crucial to leave behind. You ever get that feeling when you're taking a trip somewhere and you're just thinking that you've forgotten something that you really never should forget? I had this feeling once as I was going to meet my brother at a river where we were going to go on a canoe trip together. Sure, I had the canoe securely strapped to the roof of my vehicle, but I was at least halfway there when it dawned on me, a canoe trip is not very fun or hardly even possible without the paddles. Sure, the canoe was securely strapped along and I had that, but the paddles were packed away securely on the shelf in my garage back at home. You know, I submit to you that sometimes we treat life this way. A Christian can feel that they're all secure and they have everything they need to float down the river of life and things will go just fine until they only come to realize that they're missing the most crucial thing to navigate through life without fears and to face all the challenges. God's promises. Today we're going to continue our series looking at wrestling with God. And we'll see a man who was richly blessed by God, who may have felt he had it all together. And yet, as he's about to cross a river, he's missing more than the paddle. And he realizes he's missing the most crucial thing that he needs as he faces the greatest threats and fears of his life. God's promises. Today we'll look at that man crossing the river and we'll see just how important it is for us to hold tightly to God's promises. Jacob was a man who was richly blessed by God. In fact, God had said he would bless Jacob even before he was born. And God repeated and assured Jacob of that promise. As Jacob once left his homeland, he had a vision of heaven open and God spoke directly to him saying, I am the Lord. Through you and in you and your offspring, I will bless all peoples on earth. I will bless you and I will be with you wherever you go. I will bring you safely back, back to this land, and I will not leave you until I have carried out what I have promised. See, Jacob was carrying a whole load of promises and blessing from God. Of course, even though someone has promises and blessing from God, that doesn't mean life is going to be free from trouble. Jacob had his share of troubles. When Jacob deceived his brother, his brother hated him and wanted him dead, and Jacob had to flee his homeland. And even when Jacob left his homeland to live with his uncle, he basically went from the frying pan to the fire as his uncle grew increasingly jealous of him and gave a hard time to him. Finally, God told Jacob he needed to return to his homeland, and Jacob fled. And Jacob faced all these troubles, and yet he, he knew, he was someone that knew how to deal with troubles, right? It wasn't beyond Jacob to deceive his brother in order to gain the birthright from him. Jacob took an opportune time when he had a stew and his brother was in great need. And it wasn't beyond Jacob to deceive his father, to get the blessing from his father from his brother, one which belonged to his brother. And it wasn't beyond Jacob to flee from his brother to a faraway land in order to escape being killed. And it wasn't behind Jacob when he lived in that foreign land to use superstitious practices in order to increase his flocks and his wealth. And it wasn't beyond Jacob to flee from his uncle and slip away under the cover of darkness. Jacob, you see, was fittingly called 
one who grabs the heel, a figurative expression for a deceiver. Jacob knew how to get by in life. That is, until now. As Jacob approached the Jabbok River on his return from a foreign land, and he approaches back to the place of his birth in his homeland, Jacob is filled with fear. Jacob is going to face his brother Esau, who hates him and who wants him dead. And so Jacob does what he can. He splits his family into two different camps. And Jacob strives to survive by reasoning, maybe one of them will escape if we're attacked, and under the cover of darkness has them cross the river. And Jacob himself remains alone that night, filled with fear. That certainly had to have been a night of prayer. You know, just because you have a lot of blessing, and you have and hold a lot of stuff, that doesn't mean that you will be free from fear. In fact, it often means that fears will overwhelm because of the threats of loss or the threats of death. Just because you've been richly blessed by God in life does not mean that you will not have times where you feel like you're drifting down that life, like in a canoe without a paddle, and things are out of your control, and you're filled with heartache, troubles, and fear. You know, like Jacob, we have many blessings from God. And also, like Jacob, we have promises from God. Hasn't God also told us, I will be with you wherever you go. I'm with you always. And yet, as we go about our life, we forget and lose that crucial promise from God of his blessing. And we fail to see that as we strive to find protection and security, the canoe and all we need is securely strapped to the roof of the vehicle. And we feel we can make our way by. We know how to get by in life. And when trouble and fears come, are we holding tightly to God's promise who says, I will never leave you, never forsake you? Are we striving by our own cunning and might to make it through life, to navigate its river? How do we handle when we face threats of loss and fear, such as the fear of death? Jacob could not possibly have thought that he had secured all this by his own cunning. As Jacob is about to cross the river, he is filled with fear. How could he think that he had gotten by this far by his own cunning and his own methods? How could Jacob let go of those blessings, those promised blessings from God, and now be so filled with fear at the threat of death as he returned? If you and I don't hold tightly to God's promise of blessing, we can face the fears of life, the threats and losses in life, and the fear of death, like Jacob, without any possible means of escape, filled with fear and loss. And you know, if Jacob were only blessed and had only been blessed according to his own cunning and only made it by this far according to his own wit, he did not have the promises of God to rely on as he crossed that river. And if you and I are only blessed by our own devices and by our own means and don't hold tightly to the promise of God for blessing, how can we face life's fears and threats? When it comes to facing death and loss, holding tightly to God's promise is the only way we can overcome. And if we don't hold tightly to his promises, we rightly deserve to drift down the stream of life 
into darkness and fear and to face death and to suffer in hell because we have let go of the promise and blessing of our God. Jacob was about to learn a lesson from God who had said, never will I leave you. That night, as Jacob faced his fears, a man came. And Jacob wrestled with that man all through the night. And the one who wrestled that night with him made it clear who he was at the end. Jacob's told, let me go, for it's almost daybreak. But Jacob, by that point, had already come to know who that man was. The man then had touched Jacob's hip. And Jacob, who had so long fought by his own strength, had his leg immediately dislodged, and Jacob became incapacitated. Now, all Jacob could do was hold on to that man, who I'm sure he had come to realize who he was wrestling with. Jacob says to him, I will not let you go until you bless me. God had caused Jacob to become helpless so that the only course of action that Jacob had now was to rely on his God for blessing, the God who had already promised him great blessing. And now, after all his struggling, after all his wrestling, after all his cunning, Jacob is forced by God to rely on God. And God says to him, what is your name? God already knows. He is the deceiver. But God is now giving him a new significance to his name. You will no longer be called Jacob, he says, but you will be called Israel, one who wrestles with God because you have struggled, wrestled with God and men and have overcome. How did Jacob overcome? In helplessness, limping, and clinging on to God, asking for blessing which had been promised to him. God was overcome. And the only way God is overcome as the sinner approaches him is when the sinner holds him to the promises which he has given in grace. Holding God to his promise of blessing, Jacob knew with confidence that he could go forward. Jacob did not cross that river in fear, but in confidence. He could face his brother Esau face to face because as he says, I have seen God face to face. And God had given and assured him of his promises. God does not desire that we let go of his promise, but that when times of trouble and threats and fears come, we all the more hold on to his promise tightly. And we hold him to his promise. That promise was fulfilled as God appeared not only that night to Jacob, but appeared in the flesh. When the promise was given that the Son of God would be born, the Holy One of Israel, through the line of Israel, Mary said that God has come to fulfill his promises and remembered his promise to Israel and our fathers. And God appeared face to face as he appeared among the people of Israel. Jesus, the Holy One of Israel, walked among them and he came to face all of our fears. He came to conquer our fears and do away with them. That you and I might never be afraid, the Son of God walked among the people of Israel. Jesus, the Christ, came.
And when he faced that night, knowing that he was going to face all of the evil, all of the suffering, all the pain and fears that we deserve, Jesus also spent the night in prayer. But he came out of that night with confidence, knowing that all of God's promises would be fulfilled. And Jesus, not limping, but under the weight of the cross, bore it willingly for us. And every punishment, every fear, every evil of sin and death that should have fallen on us, he bore for us. And he wrestled, and not by cunning or deceit, but by his willing sacrifice, acted on our behalf to set us free from all of our fears. And it's the living Jesus who tells us, I will be with you always. I will bring you safely to this place that I have prepared for you. And I will not leave you and I will not forsake you until I bring you to that place. And we will join with the living Jesus, free from every fear, free from every enemy and sin and death, holding tightly to his promise through faith. We will be with him forever. This Jesus was promised to remove all of our fears, who has taken away all of the guilt of sin and promised eternal life, will do all that he promised. Hold to his promises. When you face those difficult times, hold to them. Not because you deserve it, but because he's already given the promise. Like Jacob, who already had that promise, we come before our God limping and helpless, but holding to him confident in faith that he will bless us just as he promised. When threats of fear and death come into your life, hold God to his promise. Lord, you said you would deliver me from all evil and bring me safely to your kingdom. When fear of loss and hardship come, hold God to his promise. Lord, you said you will always be with me and never forsake me. And whatever struggle or threat lies ahead, even if you end up limping through life, you know that you have God for you and his promise on your side. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Jacob was able to go and face his brother Esau, not by his own strength, but limping, and yet holding to the powerful, certain promises which he had from God of blessing from him. You and I, too, might feel at times like like we have the canoe strapped securely to the roof and we're ready to cross the river of life. But if we don't hold tightly to God's promise, we're missing something crucial. But holding to his promise, we are ready to face every fear as we wrestle with God. He comes to us by his word. We wrestle with that word And we see in that word how helpless we are. And at times when we are fearful and not ready to face things, he comes to us. He comes in his word and shows us our helplessness and shows us his promise so that we cling to him. And we are ready to face every fear. Amen.